Welcome to this month's GPS Training Podcast. It's our 29th episode. In this month's podcast, we have Ian from GPS Training. Hi there, Ian. Hello, John. We have Tom on from Garmin and myself. John is on from GPS Training. So, Ian, on the next thing on my paper, said, what have you been up to in the past month? Ian and I have just spent half an hour putting the world's right. See, before we recorded this. What have we discussed? We've discussed Garmin watches. We've discussed um, sat maps. We've discussed the qualities of the... And one quality day... Of <laughs> quality of mapping. And one day we decided we're going to do a podcast of the thoughts of what we think of the outdoor GPS yeah. products. From the hearty, and isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Um, well, I've still, I was still training in November, John. So, <laughs> so since we last spoke on a podcast, um, I did a course up in Northamptonshire, which was, it was another wet weekend. <laughs> well, the, well, the Saturday was wet. Um, sun, Sunday was a lovely day, actually. Um, and then I did um, a private one-to-one uh, with a lady up in London. And we had a nice walk. Um, this was an, with an Active 20, with her Active 20. And um, we had a really nice uh, walk up around Hampstead Heath. Fantastic. Uh, on a nice sunny autumn day, which was uh, n- nothing's better than a nice sunny autumn's day. And it is, it was, Hampstead Heath was actually a love, lo- really, really lovely. So um, Fantastic. Yeah, so so um, quite, quite December as we run up to Christmas and then we start mad on my course again in yes, January, don't we? Yes. Yes, you've told me my last place has already gone in the January South Downs course, so that's, that's bad going, good news. Yeah. Brilliant. So without further ado, let's get on with today's podcast. As I've already said, it's our 29th podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to look at the following. We'll look at choosing an outdoor GPS unit, what to look for and things to think about before we purchase our GPS unit. As we've just talked a bit about our courses, our GPS training courses for next year, we have a Garmin two-day course, SatMap one-day course, webinars, online resource. Prices are going up day before Christmas Eve, so do book on them. Again, we're going to discuss a little bit about what we cover on the courses and what hopefully people are getting out of them. Next thing we're going to look at is whether to own a watch or not, as well as a handheld GPS unit. Do we really need two products? Most of our listeners have got handheld units. Do we also need GPS watches? And what are the benefits and downsides of each of them? We also have a chat with Tom about the new Phoenix 6 uh, GPS watch that's coming out, the new solar model, which is just coming out. So we'll have a chat with Tom about that. And then a quick catch up about the GPS map 86S, which I know we discussed briefly in last month's podcast. We've got those units, we'll have a bit of play of them. I'm going to give you guys all a quick update on there. And then finally, we have Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions he's been asked both when he's been doing the support and also delivering some of the GPS training courses he's done over the past month. I know last month on podcast number 28, we talked about the best GPS units and watches as we started to build up to Christmas. I know this did bring Ian out in a bit of a sweat. So this means no Christmas chat, Ian, but we're going to look at some of the the things we need to think about if you're thinking about changing or purchasing your first ever GPS unit. If people don't know, on our website, we do have a form that people can fill in. It's called Personalised GPS Recommendation. And in that, people fill in a few questions and then we come and we'll recommend which GPS units that we want to. So these are the key things we tend to ask people and then we can kind of pigeonhole them in a nice way into what unit they want. So Ian's going to join me for this bit of a chat here. So key things, Ian, that we first think about is what people are using there 
outdoor GPS for, aren't they? Because they are very much multi-activity GPS units. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, and I think, I suppose, I mean, when I get, you know, because we do get a, quite a few customers come on our courses wanting to try a GPS out before they commit themselves, because they are a, a commitment uh, for, you know, because of the price for quite a few years. And I guess the first two questions I say to them is, what are they going to use it for? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, what's the budget? Because, you know, that I think is every, you know, everyone, I know everyone comes, goes out shopping with a budget and invariably you end up um, going slightly over the budget. Uh, but no, I would say, I think the important thing is first just finding out what their, what activities they're going to be using the GPS for. That's, that's yeah. got to be the biggest. And, and I think also, you know, there are some people, um, when we were putting the world to right, um, you know, some people just want something very simple. Mm-hmm. So there's no point, you know, you getting them to use for the weekend or even talking to them about some of the, you know, the top end GPSs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it's very much what they want to use it for. And also think as well is, is people who use a GPS before, because it's this thing of, so there's a lot of brand loyalty, isn't there, out there? I think if somebody's had a Garmin, they tend to stick with Garmin. Yeah. Saying that, we've had a few people swing over to SatMap uh, with some of the deals they've had coming up to yeah. Christmas. And, and SatMap, customers are often very loyal with SatMap. And I can kind of understand that, because it's a bit like a Windows user getting a Mac. Do you know, actually, yeah. it, it, yeah. it is different. Now, yes. you've got to put some effort into to learn that new language on a computer. Yeah. the yeah. same with a yeah. GPS unit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I cra- crazily, without trying to politicise it too much, um, I had someone on a SatMap course um, about two, three years ago, and they said the only reason why I bought a SatMap is because I didn't want to buy... Uh, a, a, an American product. <laughs> you know, he said, "I wanted to buy. I wanted to buy British." Uh-huh. It was a simple, that was literally the reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That's a key thing. Is yeah. We had a GPS before. If so, yeah, what make has that been? And also, there's preferences of brands. So actually, people say, "Well, I, I've yeah. had a car, Garmin car sat and I like it, or I've had a bad, had a Garmin watch or something I didn't like it." You know, people then want to try something mm-hmm. else, and that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Other key things as well, which I know. Um, Buttons and touchscreen, isn't it? So the the, yeah. the weather, I suppose, buttons more for winter walking, isn't it? Or well, yeah. for season walking. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think you know there are some people who, you know, just don't want to, be, you know, who who have only used touchscreen smartphones, so that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you know, and I'm I guess I'm the classic example. My my first GPS, which I bought back in two thousand six, was the uh, map 60 CS mm-hmm. um, and that was a button GPS so I've just stuck with yeah. that back to series all the way through my ownership yeah. um, whereas my wife uh, wouldn't you know she says to me well why didn't you want to get a touchscreen because they're easier to use and as we know that they are easier to use but then again having said that with the touchscreens um, I, I, on one of my very wet courses um, in July, actually, the wet Cransley course. Um, one of our customers, he was trying, he was using one of our training touchscreen Oregon 700s. Mm-hmm. And there was wall, big drops falling off his hat uh, onto the screen. And it worked perfectly, you know, it worked impeccably in yeah. a lot of water. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but it is personal preference, buttons, touchscreen. And I think that is probably one of the biggest, um, you know, factor that can drive people one way or the other 
to start an initial choice for themselves, I think. Um, and in Garmin, it is that choice at the moment, buttons or yeah. touchscreen. I say at the moment, I don't know if it's going to change, but in the sat map, we do have yeah. the buttons and touchscreen GPS yeah. units. So in summer, when you it's nice and sunny, you can use your touchscreen. Yeah, with your gloves on, you can switch your touchscreen yeah. off if you want, actually, can't yeah. you? Yeah. And just yeah, use the buttons there. Yeah. Screen yeah. size, this is a key thing, isn't it? No, yeah. um, screen size is, is screen size important. Do you know what? I think people overthink this sometimes because actually if you're using your gps properly to navigate you around the walk we're following an arrow on our compass page of a garmin users and actually screen size is less important than what people think it's going to be and maybe i'm wrong there but that's my initial thoughts with it i think that because of the speed that you're traveling yep. um you you know you can react just as well on a the smaller say e-trex touchscreen yeah um than um the much bigger screens on the Oregons or the sixty six or the Montana. Yeah. Um cycling I guess would be yeah, I mean I think that you would probably want a slightly bigger screen if you're gonna be doing those mm -hmm. sorts of activities. Um I mean I remember <laughs> before car sat navs even came out properly, I used my GPS, my sixty C S as a car sat nav. Mm -hmm. Which was which is nigh on almost impossible to use because the screen was so small because of the speed that you yeah. you know the, the the distance you're covering is really quick isn't it compared yeah. to um, when you're walking and I, yeah I, I think I think screen size but um, you know I I don't know I I still to some extent I think it it does matter but probably as you say not not as much as people think it is yeah that yeah. it's going to be yeah and then the big key thing really is is mapping isn't it you know we've talked a lot mm. about the one to twenty five thousand one to fifty thousand yeah. uh, the platinum one to ten thousand um from sat map of yeah. 110 125 one to 50k and we've also with the gone we've got topo pro we've also got the the turn by turn routing on the and the sat nav as well which is using the open source data um big expense within the units as well ian isn't it because actually mm. we all want one twenty five thousand mapping. I, i've yeah. not met anybody who doesn't if you went into a shop and bought a map, I'm, I'm, you would buy a 125,000 mapping. Yeah. I'm not many people wouldn't want that on a GPS, but the, the, the factor is the cost, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then I know that we've touched on other, in other podcasts, um, sort of like, what again, where do you, where do you walk? Where do you do your cycling? If you just stay to a particular area of the country, then, um, you know, do you really want to spend... 350 pounds on the one to 25 card um you know you're much better off buying a one to fifty thousand card and adding in the bird's eye mapping mm -hmm. aren't you mm -hmm. or, or not even not even having a one to fifty thousand cards just go straight for the bird's eye mapping yeah. and and yeah so it, it, that's a quite a big option with the garmin guys now because actually no yeah. it's a similar price if you buy a 66s with full gb one to 50k it's the same price as the bird's eye plus voucher which has 25,000 yeah. square can be so so if you are just yeah. walking in your particular area and uh, whatever that's actually maybe a better option uh, yeah. to look at because you've got 125,000 which isn't costing you as you rightly say 349 pound for a map card yeah. which is a lot of money yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah. good yeah. so that kind of covers the main thing so really when you're looking for an outdoor GPS and what activity we're going to do with it have we had a GPS for is there any brand or personal preferences uh, to think of that buttons or touch screen is the screen size important? Um, and then finally, as we're discussing there, the mapping options available. And then, as Ian kind of starts off a little bit, your budget. So if you come along and say, well, money's no problem, I'm the best of the best, that's great. If your budget's £250, you, you tailor that yeah. there. 
the reality is, though, is actually the majority of the time, I, I think the more you pay, the better the unit. That's the reality of what it is, isn't it? I yeah, think that's yeah. the more functionality. But as you rightly say, if people don't want all that functionality, is it worth spending that extra money? Yeah. And I think the the bottom line is is whether you buy uh, eTrex 32X or whether you have um, the, 60, the Map 66i, they're still going to navigate you in yeah. exactly the same way, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, the the sixty six I won't won't do anything more no. for for the basic function. Yeah. And if that's all you want, then um, in your local area, then why, you know? But if you want the best of the best, then that's what you're going to buy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's um, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's been a useful chat. Hope it has for people. If you'd like to know, have a, so if you'd like to um, go online and get a personal recommendation, what is the best GPS unit or watch? Please go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and you'll see on the home page personalized GPS advice. Get your recommendation. If you just click there, there's a short form to fill out, and we can give you a personalized recommendation in the build up to Christmas. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a look at the GPS training course we have coming up in 2020. We are talking about this because actually today I was just showing you before we came out, we had a new, a new brochure which just came out, a new little flyer showing you the courses that we've got coming up uh, for 2020. This little mini, smart, I'm very glad smart. you like it. Yes, it's a yeah. completely different format. And uh, yeah, so we'll see how it goes down. This will be going out, this mini brochure, to people between Christmas and New Year. People have bought GPS units office in the last year. We'll be getting this through the post. Alternatively, over the New Year, you may to request your copy and we can post out a copy to you. So there's no need to worry if you don't get one. But in preparation for this, I thought it'd be good to just talk through both the physical GPS training course, well, the physical training GPS training course that we deliver around the UK. As I said, we do Garmin and SatMap um, training courses. Ian delivers the two-day Garmin courses in uh, the New Forest, in Burley, Northamptonshire, in Great Cransley, and the South Downs in Clayton. And I deliver the GPS training course in Northumberland, in Rothbury, the Peak District in Ian, and in the Scottish Borders in Peebles. So, Ian, two-day course, day one Mm. and day two. So, it's very much day one, getting to grips with the unit, and day two on Garmin Base Camp and well, other things as well, isn't it? So what what are you going to tell us a little bit about day one? Uh, day one, I, I say to all my um, customers who come, it's all about bonding with the GPS. That's what it is. It's <laughs> it's because, and, and, and I think the, the thing I l- so love about these courses is that you get a lot of customers, they come anxious about what they're going to learn through mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, and they a lot of them they literally take out of the box the gps has never been taken out of the box other than to turn it on and people thought think what do i do with this and i i just i just love through the weekend because of the way we build it up through the weekend how we've structured the course um and i may say i think the thing is that the structure of the course has stood the test of time really because you know yes technology has moved on you need to move the course on with the technology, um, obviously, and the models and, and it, all that's that. But that aside, the actual how we build the course up on day one, um, you know, has been, well, you know, I used to uh, be the sort of like the sec- second fiddle on the course that we used to run down in Winchester many years ago. And the format, yes, we, we have changed it, but not that drastically. No. 
because it works it's a recipe that works so by doing it you're slowly introducing people to their gps how to use it to give them confidence to go out and use it and and and, and i just so love with the two-day course um it's more dif- it's a lot more difficult with the sat map course mm-hmm. because it's the one-day course but with the two-day course you you know you, you get I, you get a lot of people coming who they you know i say to them that it's a bit like me using our tv remote at home um you know i use uh, you know i probably use about five percent of my tv remote um and i think the whole point of the course is that the gps units are expensive and i think for them to come on the course all right by the end of the course they could be thinking well ian or john showed me this why do i ever want to use Mm -hmm. this ever again and that's fine but i think you'll you know the course gives you the the ability to see what the gps's can do um that what the technology can do what their money has bought them yeah. more importantly and i think as well as is you, we introduce people to certain aspects of it of creating waypoints you know, there's four ways to create a waypoint each of those ways do we get them to do it now actually um things like creating a route on the unit i always say to people you know actually, more than likely you're never going to do this again but actually you have that person say well i've got a motorhome i don't take a laptop with me i don't use garmin yeah. base camp and, and they become very very proficient at creating a route on their gps units yeah. actually far better than what we will because actually we do it maybe you no know, twice a month on a course and after the rest of the time we plug it into a computer to use it yeah. so yeah. You, you introduce people to aspects of that gps uses and they're going to go ah i can use that in my situation because mm. I think you said on one of your courses, you no. Know, so we said, well, I've got this. I use this guidebook where I've got a grid reference of my waypoints, and suddenly you're, oh, I can put that in and link yeah. them together to a route. Yeah. Where actually that was the way we used to do it ten years ago, and now we tend to use Garmin Basecamp or a touchscreen or, or buttons yeah. on your unit. But actually, by showing someone they can do it that way, it yeah. really opens up their thoughts of, oh, I can, I can understand how I can utilize yeah. this GPS fully. Yeah. yeah, and and I think you know, I I show them, and and I. <laughs> I show them on my um, on my when we do a little bit about foreign travel. Um, I show them uh, a couple of years ago. My wife Carol and I we were in France, and I, you know, I planned some walks when we were in this bit of France. And because of how we were feeding, and because it was a lovely day, um, you know, Carol decided that she wanted to walk in totally the opposite direction to the routes that I that I had on the GPS and mm-hmm. it's great so so I took some screenshots and I showed people on my course on my course is the fact that you know over the course of five ten minutes you can sit down and you can do all of that you know exactly. you take your GPS abroad you can use it and you know when you have a change of heart as to where you're going to walk mm-hmm. you can just sit down and and, and so it, it certainly it's great um and it's all these additional things apart from that as i say we show them and it's it's great mm-hmm. yeah so day one very much getting to grips that unit we yeah. start real yeah. basics you no know, i switch it on map cars the yeah. different terminology then we build up that knowledge so actually when the second day we say oh you need to do this you need to do that people understand what we're talking about day mm-hmm. two is very much on garmin based on windows and mac users they can bring your own laptop along alternatively yeah. on one of our windows or mac we have both um and, and and we work through some exercises i know we used to leave people to kind of do these on their own but i, I think i'm very much like you now ian we kind of work together a bit more as a group don't we to work through these yeah. exercises of different ways of creating yeah. routes and tracks and things yes. on our on our garmin yeah. base camp yeah yeah yes yeah, so i say i think that um and i think though that everyone admits whether it's for day one just with their gps or with base camp it's all about practice um you know you because we do have a limited amount of time mm-hmm. if you want to go out and hopefully make 
the best use of some nice weather um, with your walk on with the walk on the Sunday. But I think that just showing them again what base camp can, will do, and you know, I say to them, it is just more than base camp is more than just planning a bit of route planning software at the end of the day, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, there there are other bits that you can use base camp for. And I say again, I think it's good to be able to show everyone what it can do. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's very much sort of like, I mean, and I think the, the nice thing is, is that, you know, for the people who bring their own computers, their own laptops, they go away with the laptop with Basecamp, their Basecamp yeah. set up yeah. how we know it will work for yeah. them and how they know it will work for them. And that, that I think is, is, is good. Yeah, but both on day one and day two, we give people a manual, one for each day. And, and the manual is, is, day one is relating to their GPS unit. Um, it's how the day works through. And day two is either PC or Mac. So, and the start of that is setting it up. So actually mm -hmm. if people do borrow one of our laptops because they don't have a laptop, when they do go home, we will say the key things they need to work through the start of those exercises, set it up. Set it and up. and yeah. you get in touch with us if they've got any problems and we can help them yeah. through it. Cause it yeah. is quite fundamental because suddenly go, oh, that's, I, I get a grid reference. Wow, I never knew yeah. I could do that. For me. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it is. And then also on day two, we've often got that little bit of time. I kind of will incorporate a little bit of geocaching and other such mm. things. And there's that little bit of time sometimes with the group, depending on the size of the group and this kind of thing, to kind of stray off in somewhere slightly different, isn't it, yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. Satmap courses, Ian. We're kind of so sudden focus for Satmap this next year for 2020, aren't we? Because we're yeah. um, we're gonna we're gonna have to get the north sorted. Next year we've got Burley, uh, New Forest, Burley, Northamptonshire, Great Cransley, and the South Downs in Clayton. We will later on. It's not in the program, but we're gonna get the ones up north. So I had someone on the phone the other day saying where have our North of England courses gone. So. Just a one-day course for sat mapping because yep. it's it, you, it's more a demonstration on planning routes um, using expedition too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, in in, ma in many ways, John, I'd I'd love the sat map course to be a two-day course, but the but the main issue, well, the, yeah, it is an issue. Um, we because of where we hold our courses, it's it's the ability to have decent internet access yeah. for us to use expedition too. Now, you know, we we do have the little. Um, uh, uh, hubs, Wi-Fi yeah. hubs that we take with us, but they're still because the. I mean, bizarrely, I don't know why it is, but in Northamptonshire, out of all my three course locations, I struggle the most with the hub in um, yeah. the mobile hub in in Northamptonshire. But you know, it's not good enough for everyone to yeah. be logged into the hub to use Expedition Two, and that's where that's where we. Well, the course struggles, I think. Mm -hmm. So, which is why we have to have it as a one-day course, so that we can just demonstrate um, expedition two. Yeah. And um, but as I say, whilst we were putting the world to right um, before the the recording part of it, I, I actually I, I I don't know why, but expedition one, the first expedition that it was just it was just hard work mm -hmm. to teach and also hard work to get to work for a variety of reasons. Expedition Two, I think, actually is a it it's, it is a good bit of nothing other than basic route planning software. Yeah, yeah I totally and, and agree. It's, it's yeah. simple and basic, and yeah. actually one sort of demonstration. Somebody showing you how to do it again. You get course notes, you access the online resource. Yeah. Once you understand what you want to do with it, 
it is straightforward. It's yeah. not as complicated as the the base camp with folders no. and lists. And once you get your head around base camp, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But actually, the expedition is is expedition two rather, as you rightly say, yeah. is, is so much more simple, yeah. and a, and a great great addition, isn't it? Really, yeah. so yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that that is why it's a one day course. It's the as we all know, it's because of the problems with the internet mm -hmm. access. Mm -hmm. um, but still, we still have the ability to demonstrate it, which is the, which I think is the important thing. Brilliant. So that's our Garmin and SatMap. So Garmin two-day course, first day on using the unit, second day about planning routes on your computer on Garmin Basecamp, and then SatMap, uh, a one-day course, which is using the unit, using the more in the morning and the afternoon with demonstration on Expedition 2. And we also go out for a walk on the sat map as well. Usually in between anywhere between four and nine is the maximum you can kind of handle on your own. Is that, do push numbers up a bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, my last uh, Garmin, last Garmin course I did in um, Clayton, I had nine, mm -hmm. I had nine people on the course, and mm -hmm. that was that was the real sort of like I think that's the real maximum, maximum yeah. really. I mean, I I must admit I did get it, I got away with it quite easily because. Um, out of the nine, seven of our customers had um, Map 66 yes. GPSs, so it was easy. It's when you get the course of of a real of every Garmin model that Garmin, yeah. you know, when you have got nine different Garmin models, yeah. um, you know, it, and and the thing is, is that they do the same thing, but they, as we all know, they do them in slightly different orders, and Garmin use different words for the same function, yeah, that's right. which I think is the worst. Uh, yeah, right. It's like having to learn a language for each model because of this, yeah. this crazy sort of... <laughs> but you'll do like I do. I actually pair people together in the similar yeah, units yeah, or, or actually yeah. sit them around there. So actually, we've had a lot of 66Ss on courses over the last year. So again, yeah. often half my course has been 66S users, so mm, we're going to get yeah. there. And again, you go away with, um, let's say, manuals and things, plus you get the email support and access to the online resource for the remainder of a year after you've done the course so if you'd like to find out more about the gps training courses and uh, please have a look at our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on gps training courses on the top menu bar on the left hand side you'll see the different course locations that we do again if there's any questions any any more further information you want about any of the gps training courses please just get in touch Next thing we're going to look at on this month's GPS training podcast, podcast is whether to own a watch or not, or a GPS watch or not, as well as a GPS unit. Do we need two devices? So this was Ian's idea, I must add here. <laughs> because, Thank you, John. Going to have it? because it is that thing, you know, I, I keep going with it. A majority of our listeners will be using units. A, a number of them will be watches. Uh, we've brought yeah. a lot more watches into the podcast yeah. over the last year and a half, really. Um, mm -hmm. We've got Tom on in the next story talking about the new watch from Garmin. Uh, that's just come out in the last week. Um, so we both use both um, because... I don't know why, just because we have to, I suppose. <laughs> um, so really, benefits of a handheld, benefits of a GPS watch, and, yeah, what can we do? So benefits, really, of a handheld GPS device. I suppose we've had these for years. This is the background of our, mm. our business, really. Mm. Benefits, Ian, of that I is... Think, I think, really, that one of the things is, is that you've got ordnance survey mapping on the GPS. I mean... I know we're going to talk about the watches in a few minutes, but I, the, the, 
I'm sure we will cover the mapping on the watches in a few minutes. But I think the thing with the GPS is, is you know, a, a proper handheld GPS. You've got ordnance survey mapping. We've all grown up with ordnance survey mapping, as have many generations over the years. Um, we know it's good. We know it's reliable. We understand it. Um, it's it's it's. Although we were talking about in an earlier the early article about what GPS suits will suit your activity. At the end of the day, it's on the screen. It's visible. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just there, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. Fantastic. As you say, screen, no, sat mouse, HD screens on it, absolutely stunning screen yeah. when we zoom in. Garmin's yeah. look fantastic outside when the sun is shining, um, which yeah. it doesn't often if you're on one of Ian's courses. It usually rains. Um, so, there's no <laughs> so that's all right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so the key thing is, as you right, you say, OS maps. On a, on a on a watch screen, yeah, we have got the Casio that you can put uh, OS maps on, but there's yeah. nothing beats that decent size screen no. with an audience no. survey no. maps no. on there. No. And that's what that's the next thing: a large screen. So again, with a handheld unit, we can go up to a, quite a large screen, or we can stay fairly compact screen if we're looking at Etrex 22x touches and this kind of thing. Batteries, I know. This is a debate often people kind of struggle a little bit when they first think about getting a GPS unit is is batteries because these days with our smartphones we plug them in and they charge up and we're used to these internal batteries where the majority of Garmin units still E&R AA batteries aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and and, and I think it, it is sort of like one of these yeah, it is a consideration that the the newer, bigger GPSs they, regardless of of you know how good your double a batteries are they just like using a lot of battery power don't yeah. don't they mm-hmm. um i mean yeah you should always have a spare set of batteries and a spare set of decent batteries not alkaline batteries um but yeah it is sort of like the uh i suppose that in some ways nowadays could be depending but then again it depends how your gps is set up mm-hmm. as to and how often you use it because it's the as we all know it's the screen brightness how long it's on for and how often you're going into the gps that's what really wears the battery mm-hmm. power down on the double a's but at the end of the day they are double a rechargeable batteries aren't mm-hmm. they that and, uh, and those, i want to get people's head around that it's not yeah. a bad way of powering the gps you know because actually yeah. so it's some of these things I don't want to go into this now, but it's such a debate on, no, I guess so many people on the phone say, oh, double A batteries, no, I just want to charge. I go, the reality is, no, you got your one-hour charger, two-hour charger. No, I'm going for a day's walk, and I plug it in, charge my four batteries, put two in my unit, two in my room, yeah. just in case. End of subject. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got eight to ten hours in my unit. Do you know what? If something happens, I put my two spare one, I've got 16 hours. Yeah. Now, yeah. actually, then I come back, I put them all four back in, put them back in my charger, off a yeah. go. Environment is a good thing. We're using re- re- recharging mm. batteries. Mm. We're not using throwaway batteries. Our charger and four batteries, £29.99. Yeah, we can get more expensive ones for £49.99 and things. And actually, it's a really nice way. Do you know what? I'm doing a three day trail. I'll take my, 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 char- my four out my charger. I'll take my two extra ones and I can just keep myself going, can't mm. I? Yeah. And it is, yeah. it is a subject which I think people think too much into. Well, actually, it's a simple way with those AA batteries of powering a device, mm. which we've kind of moved away from with mobile phones and tablets and things because actually we just plug them in and charge them. But we're yeah. usually in a house every night or, or a hotel or something like that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, um, I mean, I think they are the, from a ownership point of view, I think the first port of call 
is that if you don't own anything, a first port of call is going to be a, a GPS, isn't yeah. it? I think. I think, I think so. And the planning experience with a handheld yeah. unit using Basecamp or Expedition Two is is a nice way to plan your routes. Once you get your head into it, it works. Yeah. You know, it, it it's a nice planning experience before we go out. So, just to summarise for handheld GPS units. The key thing is order and survey mapping, interchangeable batteries, large screen, a great navigation experience where we're following our on the screen is giving lots of information and the planning experience on your computer or, or, or your tablet um, um, as, as well uh, with some, some of the other well, sat map and also your, your 66 with the app as well um, is, is, a, is a great experience. Moving on to watches, Ian, benefits of a GPS watch, I think over... A handheld unit, really. I suppose that's the way we've got to compare it, isn't it? Mm, mm. I, th I think, John, that you see, uh, well, up until this time last year, I didn't have a watch, mm -hmm. and so I've had a, had my Phoenix uh, Five Plus for a year now, and it surprises me. I think a how much more. I think I've probably just gone out with my watch mm -hmm. walking, um, and. I just use it as I watch, mm -hmm. as a as a as a change to the other watch I have, and I think because um, yes, it's it's sort of like quite they are quite big watches com comparatively speaking. I think to a what you would you know for the better sake of better word a, an everyday kind of a watch because of and that's bound to be because of the technology that's sitting inside them. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know as I say, the amount of times that I have been. I I just will go out walking and I'll just either put if I haven't got my Phoenix on I'll change it for the Phoenix then I know I've got mapping mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't need anything else the charging aspect the the battery power behind it is quite amazing mm -hmm. um, you know even when you're using it if even if even if you're using it from a navigational point of view um, the battery drain it, it it's it's not that much really mm -hmm. um, and yeah I. I think that I mean, like in back in August, I went away for a week, and I thought because of where I'm going, I'm not going. I'm not. There's no way do I need a, a GPS where I'm going. So I left that at home. But I, because I had my because I was wearing my watch all, all week, my Phoenix Five all week, um, I knew I had mapping on it. So I thought, well, if I do get an opportunity to go for a walk, I've got maps. Mm -hmm. I've got the maps mm -hmm. for it. So it's been my everyday watch for that week. It's got maps on it, which and I. Did end up going for a six 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 mile walk one morning, um, and well, I didn't need anything else. Mm -hmm. I just I just had the watch, and it's brilliant. And it's quite a nice navigation experience. If you do download a course, as they call it on a watch, and yeah. it will be called a route on a yeah. handheld unit, it's quite a nice inobtrusive navigation experience where the watch just vibrates when you go off course. So actually, you're walking, you yeah. kind of know where you're going. You got yeah. your, your hands free because it's a wrist based yeah. product. And actually, yeah. if you just go off, you vibrate. You're looking. Oh, actually, I'm yeah. going off my route. So it's, it's a nice navigational experience i think as well isn't yeah, it yeah and and you've got the little off course pointer yeah. uh on the screen relative to, to the 12 the 12 digit you know directly um and uh yeah it, again so whilst you've yeah you can just have the time on your time on your watch as normal with the little red arrow yeah. with the little you know relative to the red vertical line at 12 o'clock and it, it's great it really is um mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the key yeah. thing is though, it's it's not just a navigational aid, is it? It's a no. smartwatch. That's the thing is you've got a smartwatch yeah. which yeah. once you have a smartwatch on your wrist, it, it does 
my wife goes mad because I look at it all the time. But anyway, it's it's vibrating with messages. It's 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 telling you your health stats. No, I know you go to the gym quite a lot, yeah. Ian. You know, it's it's telling yeah. you that information as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the I think the you know where, where I go to, they've upgraded the um the, the spin bikes mm -hmm. and finally so the so we've now i can now so i now pair my phoenix 5 plus with the uh bike that i'm on for the spin session yeah. and so it's giving me much more sort of like exercise in information as i you know at, at the end and um all you know it's all your health stats and yeah it's just it is just all all there but it's still a watch yeah and 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 that is you know so i walk down to the gym um as a watch uh when i so if i'm not doing a um spin session i i you know i'm the first something that i find if i go to actually go into the gym to do different sorts of um you know body strengthening exercise i find it quite you know or you go on a treadmill or or whatever mm -hmm. it's quite it's quite hard to keep yourself sort of like going i find but then that is the next thing for the watch you can put music on it yeah so whilst you're doing something that i find i mean the spin classes are fine i don't have a problem with that but when you're in the gym proper mm -hmm. um you know my watch i can listen to music whilst i'm yeah. doing whatever in the gym and, and download it, the gps training podcast Ian, as well oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'll do that whilst i'm doing the house <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah you, you you can download podcasts yeah. um you've got music and it, you know and and I think the majority of the majority of people, not everyone, but the majority of people now, they all have everyone, you know, Bluetooth um, earphones is what headphones is what most people have got got, got now. So so they don't have the added expense of of having to buy them because they probably got them already mm -hmm. for their smartphone because we all know that you know um, <laughs> gone are the days of plugging headphones into a phone to listen mm -hmm. to music. Mm -hmm. um, so you know you can pair your your headphones that you've got. Um, and so yeah so it is more than and i think that, that key thing i see is that it's that connectivity you just mentioned the smart connectivity to that smartphone the connect app yeah. is phenomenal it gives you so much information yeah. measures your sleep discuss things measures your sleep do all sorts of things i i, I don't know if we've done this have you done any of the challenges in we should have a challenge we should have a, a gps training podcast challenge you know have you done this or not have you must have done <laughs> no, this with you have you know it's fantastic <laughs> right. so there's a challenge section and you can then challenge your friends and you can have step challenges over a week over a day and this oh, kind okay. of thing yeah, and then you get notifications yeah. saying you know such and such a body is now beating you in the challenge and you go <laughs> it's a, it's really and within the challenge you can have a little chat so you can actually chat people saying oh i can't believe you just beat me or whatever yeah, so yeah, within yeah. that it, it brings a whole life with the, that 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 Garmin world, the, the the Phoenix, and it doesn't have to be a Phoenix watch. It could be Instinct and other such things. So there's a challenge there, which is is quite good for. Actually, I should maybe we should have a GPS chain podcast challenge. So everybody's got a Phoenix watch. We should join together. This must be for future podcasts, and then we can challenge each other. Ian, there you are. Oh, I take it. I take it you're gonna you're gonna be the organizer. <laughs> I'm gonna look for a week where I'm gonna do loads of walking, <laughs> and I'll bring you together. And if I'm yeah. not top. I'm gonna put it on my dog's leg and make it run around the hill yeah. or something yeah. like John, this. John, don't don't forget that I'm retired. I can. I can... <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but no, as I say, I. I think it, it just does, um, and I think nowadays, you know, okay, I may be speaking for myself, but I don't think I am. We are more health conscious, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I, I I just think it's a nice, it's just a, a nice way 
um, to just make sure you're doing the right things, yeah. really, um, to keep yourself fit, fit and healthy. I know some people say, well, you know, many years ago or even a few years ago, we didn't have these things. Yes, I know, but it's just the information yeah. behind it, isn't it? That that you, you we all have ready access through the Garmin Connect app, and that is the that's what it's all about. I think it um, is. Uh... Uh, but I think though, you know, again, when we were putting the world to rights before we started the recording, um, and I fully respect this to all our customers um, that the watches are not cheap. No, um, and and yes they may be it may be nice to have all these sorts of things i i i i personally respect and understand when people say well i'd like one but you know they are just and they are expensive mm -hmm. um so it and it but i you know and and i think a lot of people because you know i think i've noticed this especially since the map 66 has come out as a as a garmin model in the last year you've got a lot of people um, upgrading to them or, or, you know, upgrading to an Oregon 700 from an earlier Oregon model. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of, that is a lot of money. People, you know, they don't have, a, there is not a bottomless pit of money in all our lives yeah. to then go and buy a watch. And I, mm -hmm. I fully understand and respect that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But yeah. But the experience yeah, it gave it, it is a really good quality experience, yeah. certainly. But yeah. as you rightly say, they're not the cheapest uh, thing on the planet. Yeah, but then on the other hand, in, interestingly, the, the other night, because I knew we were going to have this discussion, um, I was looking at the other sort of like uh, smart watches that are available mm -hmm. of comp that do comparable things like the Apple Watch. Um, you're going to spend as much money on that yeah. as you are on a Garmin watch. And that, and, it's funny because I've said before, you know, a lot of my friends have Garmin watches on the wrist, and often they're not, they're not outdoory people, but they're just mm. it's just a nice, yeah. good-looking watch yeah. on there yeah. for when they go skiing, when they go yeah. they go walking, which they'll maybe do once a month, just casual taking the dog for a walk or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And for them, the image of a Garmin watch, the the stylishness, the the great battery life, is actually. It's either that or an iWatch, or a, so yeah. they they choose yeah. which one, and the Garmin watch is their the right image for yeah. them. And I, I, which is... I think I think also that it's the um, you know that you can put the Garmin watch through quite a lot of um, uh, quite a few circumstances where an Apple Watch probably wouldn't survive yeah. as well. Yeah. And I think that not not that you know, <laughs> I intentionally go out to give my Garmin a hard Garmin watch a hard time, but I I think you know it is a ro robust product, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is, I mean I'm sure the Apple watches as well, and I'm and I'm sure it is before we get lots of people f phoning in, riding in, and lawsuits from Apple in in America. Um, but you know I I just think that it's sort of like my if if I owned an Apple watch. I'd still be thinking, did I really want this to be doing what I'm going to be doing for the next few days? Yeah. With the Garmin watch, you you know that regardless of what edition you've got for the um, for the watch face, um, it's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, brilliant. So then, so we've summarised the benefits of hand, the benefits of the GPS watch: lightweight, um, great for navigating, but it's not just that navigational aid health stats can be used for the gym as he was saying music when traveling and of course it's just a watch 
Connectivity to that smartphone is quite fundamental, really, we, so we can see that information on a larger screen on your smartphone. Don't forget those challenges, Ian. Challenges are the way forward. Okay. Sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds, sounds like a New Year's challenge. New John. Year's <laughs> challenge on the way around. And a really nice navigation experience if we are navigating in obtrusive, you know, it vibrates when we go off range. To find out more about GPS watches, We've got a really good informative chat with Tom from Garmin. It's a video that's on our website. So we go through the different GPS 6 models that are available. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on Reviews on the top menu bar, and you'll see a pre-Christmas chat, Garmin Phoenix 6 range. And there, Tom and I from Garmin go through in a video the different models that are available. Also, we're just talking about the Phoenix 5 Pluses that both um, Ian and myself have still got on our wrists. That's actually um, the, the previous model. We're actually clearing those previous models. Um, so at the moment, we've got a, a lot of Phoenix, or a number of Phoenix 5 Pluses on the shelves, which we're actually clearing at 20% off. Nice thing about the Plus range, as Ian was just saying there, it's still got the maps on the Phoenix 5 um, previous model didn't, but the Plus range has these maps on, which was a massive addition. So again, if you fancy an introduction, we've still got 20% off, so there's some really good uh, GPS watches available there if you fancy one as a Christmas present. Sticking with GPS watches, the next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a chat with Tom from Garmin about the new Phoenix 6S Pro Solar, which has just come into stock literally in the last couple of days. Now, I'm also recording this, so if you go onto our website, you'll see Tom um, there. He's actually outside his garden, Tom. Um, I'm very impressed um, on the podcast recording on your, I don't know, on your iPad or your iPhone, I don't know what you're on. Yeah, on the phone, can't beat it very good that's that's civilization for you isn't it and i'm just saying there's some tweeting in the background seems very raw where you are yes yeah <laughs> brilliant so quickly tom phoenix six has been with us a couple of months well three or four months now hasn't it just a bit of background about the phoenix six range um about the benefits of it and then we'll kind of move straight on to the the new solar watch that's just come out yeah so phoenix six is our premium um, multi-sport uh, watch range and um, there's three different um, sizes in there you've got the 6s the 6 and then the 6x um, it's the 6x we're going to talk about today uh, the solar version um, and they've got all our top end sport features so run bike swim ski and um, lots and lots of different sports in there plus you've got outdoors so you've got navigation grid references you've got a compass an altimeter all built into a, a premium premium bodied watch Fantastic. And the key thing is, and we've never seen this on a Garmin GPS watch before, is this solar panel. So it's just top-end stuff. So we're talking £849.99 watch here. We're not talking the base. This is the top-end X range, slightly uh, slightly larger. So we've already got increased battery life on this range. And now we've got this solar screen, haven't we, Tom, um, which, which improves our battery life even more. Quickly, how does this solar screen work? There's, I think there's two screens in there or two solar panels, isn't there? Yeah, so this is the first time Garmin have used solar technology in a, in a watch. Um, there's two um, different photo uh, light receiving panels inside there. So you've got a one millimeter gray ring just on the outside of the screen, and that can receive 100% of the sun's uh, light and turn that into power. And then behind the actual digital display, you've got a um, sensor that can receive 10% of the sunlight. So 
combination of the two using as much surface area as possible to get power into the watch. And with this watch, where we know the top-end Garmin watches usually have a sapphire screen because it's got this solar panel, it's got the, the pro screen on that, right? This is the Gorilla Glass, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so this has got the new Gorilla Glass 3 um, screen on there. And normally, say normal um, Garmin watches are the X-Range, um, normal battery life as a smartwatch is 21 days, and when we use it as GPS, uh, it's 60 hours, isn't it? So we've already got very, very good battery life on this, on this latest range of watches, haven't we? Yeah, so the, the, the 6X was a, a big step up from the 5X Plus that we had in terms of battery life. And it's also a big step between the 6 and the 6X. This is really, the, the X series is all about um, power. Um, and yeah, 21 days in smartwatch, 60 hours in um, GPS and GLONASS mode. So when you're fully using it, it's recording all the time, um, 60 hours. So with the addition of this solar panel, what's this, how is this increasing um, battery life on, on, this, on this GPS watch? So the given figures are in um, smartwatch mode, it can add up to um, three days to the battery life to take it up to 24 days. Right. Um, out on the hill, it can add up to six hours of battery life. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got some other modes, you know, the new power management system on the sixes is, is very different from what we've done before. So you've got things like um, expedition mode where it goes four to six days and it'll add another 10 days. And even battery saving modes where you can go from 80 days and add another 40 days to that as well. So... The key thing with the Phoenix 6, Tom, is you can turn it off certain functions. That's the key thing, isn't it, really? So rather a Absolutely. traditional watch, it says, right, <clears throat> you've got 25% left, which how, how, how long is that going to last? With the new Phoenix, we can say, right, I'm going to switch this off. This, uh, this increases your bat life by three hours or five hours, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And there's lots and lots of different battery, battery modes in there. Because um, we're right at the top end, this is the titanium body, isn't it, as well, compared to the, the is it normally steel? Is that, was it, I don't know what it's normally made out of. Yeah, we use a stainless, stainless steel body, but this is a titanium body. And what's the benefits um, of that titanium so, body then, Tom? Ever so, ever so slightly lighter uh, in design. Fantastic. Brilliant. So we're just getting them into stock. Well, actually, when the time the podcast out, they're actually going to be in stock. It's, it's a, I think it's a big game changer. It's, it's interesting to see that solar technology come in. Um, again, on a nice sunny day when you're out walking and the sun's shining, yeah, there'll be some benefits of it. Again, this time of year when we're talking December and you've got it under a, a thick coat, there's going to be very little benefit from it. But it, it, it's going to increase that battery life um, a little bit more when we're out and about, isn't it? Yeah, so... Um they kind of say that if you use three, three or three plus hours sunlight a day, in general watch mode with limited notifications, it, it's close to battery neutral, so you won't ever need to charge your watch. Right. Uh, but then the figures that we the figures that we quoted are based on three good hours of sunlight um, per day. So walking in the summer, you're definitely going to be getting really good charge um, on the watch. You know, for those for those bigger trips where there's longer days anyway, so you need that that extra battery life. So um, the watch you're really clear. Sorry. I'm going to say that you're out in summer walking well. along. If you're walking summer long distance trail time with a t shirt on, it could be not far off battery neutral. And that's what we're saying, is it? Absolutely. Yeah, in watch mode, definitely. It could be pretty close to battery neutral. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And it, it very clearly shows you on the screen with a little icon as well how well it's charging. So you can clearly see um, what kind of battery life you're getting, getting into the watch. Well, I'm sold. I'm going to get one on my wrist, Tom. Don't you worry. <laughs> you see me. I, I, if people are listening on past podcasts, I've been waiting for this. It's been a, it's a really good addition and it is nice to see such a big radical change on, on the outdoor GPS watches. So, yeah, well done to Garmin. It's brilliant. Anything else to add, Tom? Or is, I think we've kind of covered everything, haven't we? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 
That's brilliant. So if you want to find out more about the new uh, Phoenix 6X Pro Solar, just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on the store, and on the bottom left-hand side, you will see Garment GPS watches. Thanks, John, Tom, for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. No problem. The next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a quick update about the Garmin GPS Map 86S and now the GPS Map 686i. After last month's podcast, we discussed this new GPS device from Garmin. It's very similar than the existing 66X, except for three things. It has a built-in battery, where the GPS Map 66S runs on AA batteries. The 86S and 86I are also buoyant and therefore it's a slightly larger size. Because they've got a, um, a built-in battery, the map slot is on the side of the unit and the I version has this in-reach technology built into it. Other than that, it's very, very similar units than the 66S and 66i. The key things we discussed on last month's podcast with, with an Ordnance Survey map card in there, we kind of assume 99% sure that it was. But what we've done, um, since we've got the units in, first thing we did was put that map card in, and yeah, it works. So if you've got a Topo Great Britain Pro 150k map card or a 125k map card, it will work in the 86S and the 86i without any problem. We expected that, and that's what we can see. So what we've also just done on the back of that, I've done a, a video comparing the two models. So there's a video on our website looking at the two models, comparing the size and how the, each of these look. So if you go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on reviews, the third story down is a size comparison of the Garmin GPS Map 66S and the Garmin GPS Map 86S. So if you want to know more about this, this uh, product, which is very much meant to see kayakers and those people on a boat, take a look at that video and we can look at the difference uh, differences between each of those models. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Ian's FAQs, the frequently asked questions he's been asked on both his GPS training courses and when he's doing sport for our customers over the previous month. So Ian, two Garmin FAQs to start us off with. So what's your first Indeed. Garmin FAQ? Right, so the first one, John, is um, I've had a couple of customers this month it's been talking about the uh, map cards that, that so either one to fifty thousand map card or the combined one to fifty thousand, one to twenty five thousand map card that sits behind the batteries in their um, in the Garmin GPSs. Um, firstly, I had a query where an error message was coming up when the uh, GPS was uh, powered up, and it said that there were, um, I think something like said there are too many. JNX files to load and JNX files are bird's eye mm -hmm. files. So I'm thinking, oh, sounds a bit strange. So when I looked in uh, the, so I did a remote connect with our um, customer and I could see that on sitting on the map card were a couple of GPX files um, and a bit of bird's eye mapping. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a discussion about the fact that, you know, I say to everyone on my courses that, um, you know, these map cards are a lot of money and, um, you know, please, and this is a, it's a, it's a plea to everyone that just not to have anything on these map cards. Mm -hmm. um, because if you, and to be honest with you, although I was, um, you know, we were doing the, in the remote connect, so I could see what was going on. It was with some sort of like almost trepidation that 
well, it was easy to, um, I didn't mind de deleting the bit of bird's eye mapping and the GPX files sitting on the map card. Mm -hmm. um, but it, because of that, they had then created folders. And although I knew that, you know, it said the folders were empty, I, I, I just don't like deleting things off people's map cards. Yeah, yeah. For, for, and, and that is the danger. So, um, and I had another query, well, because there is, from someone saying, well, because I have noticed there is some free space, can I use it to download some open street mapping of a different country? And my reply was, please just buy for a few pounds mm -hmm. or get us to supply to you the open, for you the open street mapping because at the end of the day, for the you know, because it, it, the comment was because it's it it, it it's a bit um, it seems that it'll be less hassle if it's all on one card. Well, my views are for the sake of a few pounds, um, just get a new yeah. just get a new map card. And there's um, also they where you're talking about putting GPX files on that map card, and it's open street mapping. You know, if you've got um, you download your GPX file and you put it on your GB map card, then you swap it over and put your overseas map card in. Your GPX files are now on the, the not on your internal storage. So you get to oh, no. France and suddenly, where's, yeah. where's those routes I've created? Yeah. Oh, I've saved them on my map card rather than on my internal yeah. storage. And my argument is, well, why would you take your Ordnance Survey map card to uh, somewhere in Europe or yeah. America? Well, because it's, it's of no use. So you're going to take it, so you take it out, leave it at home. You know, it's, it's safe, your expense map card safe. Um, and put your other micro SD card in in your GPS with the right countries mapping on. Brilliant. And you know, as I say, it, it really is just um, you know, plea a plea to everyone: please don't touch it. Um, yeah, just leave your maps tempting. on your map card and, and put everything tempting. else on the internal storage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah abso absolutely. Um, and the and the, the other, I had another quick query the other day from um, someone very new to owning a GPS, and in the online. Uh, videos for the GPS that um, have been bought. Um, the query was, well, there are <laughs> lots of red arrows on the compass screen, but I've got none. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, and the bottom line is that you need to give the GPS a bit of information for it to navigate you on a route to track or, or to a waypoint for you to have this red arrow appear so i mean because they've all got electronic compasses in the gps's they will always tell you where north south east and west is but if you want to you know for your compass to navigate you uh in other words to see this arrow on your compass screen you need it to give it that bit of information in the first place. Yeah. So we need so, that route or a track on there for that to work, yeah. don't we? And the key Absolutely. thing is that you know, that compass page we're, we're talking about very much about Gartner. We're talking about that compass page. Actually, people look at that compass page, but actually that compass page comes into life when we're navigating a route or a track, doesn't it? Because actually the yeah. boxes at the top, the four boxes at the top, especially navigating a route, how far it's the next waypoint, how long is it take to get, yeah. what time you get to yeah. the end of the walk, and we get that green or a red arrow in that in that yes. compass rose. Otherwise, as you say. You've just got this compass rose which tells you north, south, east, west, and the boxes at the top are blank because we're not yeah. actually navigating anything. Well, no, really. no, no. So, um, so if people and and it is one of those things, I, you know, even on courses, people say, "Oh, but I haven't got a red arrow," and that's, or a green arrow, whatever color it is, because I think it's the Oregon Seven Hundreds have got green, green arrows, arrows. I think, yes, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I say, yeah, because at the moment you haven't given it a bit of information to to do mm -hmm. the navigating. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just for people to bear in mind that that bear in mind that you need to give it that information for it to 
Brilliant. Navigate you. So Garmin top tips are first one is put any GPX files and even map downloads, bird's eye mapping downloads on the internal storage on your Garmin GPS device. Leave your map card as your map card and just uh, leave that alone. And um, you only get a, a arrow on the compass page if you're actually navigating a route or to a waypoint or a track on a Garmin outdoor GPS device. Sat map top tip, Ian, for this month. Um, right, it's all about your active. Um, this is really for active twenty owners, but I think you know to some extent it. it well, it actually I think it also relates to Garmin owners as mm -hmm. well. Um, this this what what I'm going to talk about quick, um, briefly is that. Um, but I think it's particularly known noticed by the active set of active twenty owners yeah. that their computers don't. You know, we get a lot of queries about their. GPS is not being recognized by their computer mm. um, and I would say almost 99 times out of 100 it's able it's the USB cable yeah. that that is can, that is being used um, because not all cables can do both things which is data and power that's the key thing yeah. so people yeah. plug it in and the first thing question is are you using your sat map cable are you using it oh, well i think so well actually yes or no because that that yeah. as you rightly say 99 percent of the time you use the right cable it's going to work yeah. isn't it yeah yeah i say that is it and the other thing talking about cables is that i've had i think it was a month or two ago i had a query about well I connect my GPS, it was a Garmin, it was a Garmin GPS through a USB hub. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you, you know, the hub, you, you know, I seem to know it needs to go directly into the into the computer or the laptop because it needs the power mm -hmm. behind it. That And the hub, yeah, it, it, it will do part of it, but it won't do all of it. So, you know, hubs are no good for these things. I, I appreciate, that, especially with laptops nowadays, they come with probably a couple of you know usb ports and then they all come with the usb i think the usb c or something isn't it the it's the little it's the us little usb and so people are thinking oh i need to use a hub but the hubs just won't work and and it, they won't work with garmin's either garmin mm -hmm. gps they they need the they need it directly I, I smile as i sit here in front of my mac speaking to ian a usb that's thing we used to dream of you know we don't have Macs don't have usbs anymore you know we yeah. have we have to buy these stupid little boxes to plug in so we can plug in all the connections well, indeed, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> why don't we have usb you know yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah. so uh, that's it that's another key thing there so if it's not if, if, if you plug your sat map into and also garmin into a gp into your computer and it's not um doing check check it's got the right cable either garmin or sat map um, if it's through a hub, that often will uh, not work. Try a device in another USB port is another yeah. simple, simple. And then yeah. finally, if none of those work, what, what else could we do? <laughs> well, actually, the <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, actually, the one thing that I'm very good at with the Active 20, well, with all the sat maps not doing, is, is that because you can just plug a Garmin GPS in, I virtually always forget the the sat map units need to be powered on yes. to 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 be read by the computer. But I'm very good just plugging it and thinking, why's the laptop not recognising? <laughs> oh, I haven't turned it on. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so there's that to consider as well. Um, you know, we've talked about um, you know, question yourself: Are my other um, devices that I plug into a USB port are they working properly? Mm -hmm. um, because it could be something. A, you know a computer related problem yeah um and, and again um you know again i know we keep on going on about this 
podcast after podcast, you know, is your GPS software up to date? Yep. And and that go that as is as relevant, I think, for the Garmin GPSs as it is for the SatMaps mm-hmm. GPSs. Um, you know, because all these things and you know, people say, but yeah, but it doesn't say on the up, up update notes that there's been a problem. Well, they won't necessarily. They both companies will only put the big changes or corrections in their release notes as to what yeah. they've improved on. There may be just because it's such a small thing, they may have realised and they'll have just improved the connectivity yeah. of it. So, so key thing there, I think at the start of any problems we can have is just GPS up to date. You know, update the software, yeah. whether it's yeah. a sat map or a Garmin, and that you, why wouldn't you do it? Do you know what I mean? Why wouldn't yeah. you do it? Yeah. And yeah. that usually yeah. does sort the problem. So thank you, Ian, for yeah. your Garmin and sat map top tips for You're this month. Don't forget, we have lots of top tips and solutions to all your questions in the GPS Training Online Resource. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, click on Online Resource on the top menu bar, and then log in. Select the unit that you're looking for, and there's plenty of top tips at the bottom of each unit. And finally, many thanks for listening, and let us know if there's anything you would like us covering in future podcasts. Please get in touch with any interesting stories, either you doing or you've got friends are doing. Please do give us a call, especially if you're thinking about buying a new GPS unit. And also, please do give us a call if you think about either physical GPS training courses or one of our webinars. Just go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk, and click on GPS Training Courses. Please do tell your friends about the GPS Training Podcast and about GPS Training as a business. Encourage them to subscribe on whichever podcast app they are using. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating in iTunes or in whatever podcast provider you're listening to and please give it this snazzy review that always helps our rating many thanks ian and tom for joining me on this month's gps training podcast and i hope you have plenty of opportunity to get out and enjoy a walking i hope you all have a great christmas and new year and we'll get our gps challenge going in the new year Ian, will we, we certainly will john <laughs> we will <laughs> and i hope you manage to get plenty of miles under your belt over the festive period we actually close between christmas and new year so if you do get your gps unit between christmas and new year um, don't give us a call because we'll be in the hills walking i know i will be in anyway i think you will be as well <laughs> so uh, yeah have a great christmas enjoy unwrapping those presents hope you guys all get what you want and uh, yeah if, if we build up to christmas if there's anything we can help with please do get in touch and thanks ian very much for joining me on this month's gps training podcast oh, you're welcome john thank you